Good morning, everybody, and welcome. The topic under discussion today is one that should, it applies really to everybody here in the church, because today the topic is prayer. And prayer, as you know, it's the best definition of prayer is to say that prayer is a response. And prayer can vary so much from person to person. In other words, your prayer may not be my prayer. In other words, there's no one way to pray. There are a variety of ways to pray. To pray. In fact, there might be as many ways to pray, to pray as there are individuals. So you say it's a response. A response to what? Well, first of all, it's a response to creation, to the fact that God created us. Secondly, it's a response to redemption, the fact that he came among us and he laid down his life on our behalf. He suffered and died for us. So we respond to that reality. And thirdly, we respond to the fact that not alone did, did he do that back then, but that he's still with us. As he says himself in the gospel reading, he says, I will be with you always until the end of the world. So he is present to us always. He is present to us always. And furthermore, he knows each one of us by name. There's a little statement, I think it's in Psalm 139, that says, I carve you before the world was, before you were born, I knew you. And I carve you in the palm of my hand. So he knows each one of us rather, rather intimately. So then, so in other words, in Psalm 116, verse, two, verse 12, it says, what response shall I make to the Lord for his goodness to me? So we're talking about our response. Now, I'm not talking about communal prayer, rather talking about individual prayer. And if you listen to those readings today, you find that there are two areas that it focused on. First of all, it focused upon uh, uh, prayer of petition, asking for stuff in the first reading and also in the gospel reading. But also at the very beginning of the first reading, it talked about the Lord's Prayer. Briefly, it gave us a sort of a, 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 sort of a brief view of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is, I suppose, the, is a, what we call the perfect prayer. Uh, unfortunately, we use it so often that we tend to take it for granted. But just a few phrases in it that if you really took the time to reflect upon them, they're very, very powerful. And on our behalf, they express our adoration, our thanksgiving, and our prayers. First of all, God is referred to as Father, okay? Not as Creator, He's referred to as Father, not as any old Father. Rather, elsewhere, He's, refer he's referred to by Jesus as Abba. Abba is not just an ordinary father, he's a very loving, merciful father. So to, to realize that's who God is in relationship to each one of us. He's a very unique and a very special kind of father. And so we honor him for the fact that he is, cares for us on all occasions. And so we pray, hallowed be your name. May your name be praised, not just by the people out there, but may your name be praised by me. 
your kingdom come, okay? That is, the, the kingdom we, we pray for is, is not the worldly kingdom. Rather, we pray that a kingdom of justice, love, and peace may prevail in our society. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Doing God's will is ultimately what the spiritual life is all about. So there in that little prayer alone, there is such power. But unfortunately, as I say, unless we, if we rush through it, it doesn't have that much meaning. So the first part, the first uh, area that's dealt with in our, reading, in our readings today is that, that area of praise, of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. And even though it says very little about it, it's perhaps it is the most important of all. Then the second half of today's gospel reading and also the first reading in the Mass deal with the whole question of petition, asking. For example, in the first reading, we find, we find Abraham asking God to, but God is about to, this, this is way back when, way back when, but God is about to destroy the, the universe. And, and, and Abraham says, if you find 10 people, 50 people uh, in it that are good, will you still destroy it? And God says, no. And then he says, if you find only 40, will you destroy it? So it goes on and on like that. But the question is, it's sort of, uh, Abraham is bargaining with God. And in the gospel reading, you find the same kind of bargaining where an individual he has somebody visit him in the middle of the night and uh, he has no food. And he goes to the neighbor's house and he raps at the door and the neighbor says, get out of here. He says, I'm too busy. I'm in bed with my wife and, and my children. I go home, okay? And it says that because of the guy's persistence, because of his persistence, he will get what he is looking for. And then it says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it will be opened unto you. Very, very powerful words with regard to prayer of petition. But prayer of petition, really, I think it's, you have to sort of know how to handle it because unfortunately, God is not just there to bend your, his will to suit your will, okay? He's not there for that purpose. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything you ask for and you ask for it often enough that you're going to get it. That's not exactly what it means. And I can, I can I, I illustrate that in, in relationship to my own life. Like when I was younger, when I was younger, I, I, my prayer was basically prayer of petition. And as I got a little older, there are a couple of things in particular that I really prayed for. And you know what, even, even though I prayed fervently for them, they didn't happen. And I was sort of disappointed and, and disgusted. But 20 years later, 20 years later, when I look back on my life, I'd have to say, thanks be to God, I didn't get what I was looking for, okay? And you know, it was Kierkegaard, a famous philosopher who says, he says, life is lived, life is lived in forward motion, but it's understood in reverse. Life is lived in forward motion, but it's understood in reverse. In other words, as we're going along, we think we know what we need, okay? But then later on in life, when you look back, when you look back, even though you've prayed for certain things and it doesn't happen, we realize, thanks be to God, it didn't happen, okay? Thanks be to God that, uh, in other words, the, the bottom line is, God knows what I need and what you need uh, more than we do, okay? Some things that we think that we need, uh, God is saying you don't need them. Even though sometimes it, it may hurt a lot as far as you're concerned. And if it hurts a lot, just keep in mind that God never promised any of us a rose garden. 
He didn't say that if you do all the prayer and all the rest of it, everything will be perfect. Rather, at the very center, at the very center of our lives is Christ on the cross. So suffering, suffering and pain is part and parcel of life. And so God never promised, he never said to you, he never said to you, if you do everything well, this stuff will be avoided. Rather, rather what he's saying to us is, unless you take up your cross and follow in my footsteps, you cannot be my disciple. So you take up your cross and you do your best to follow in his footsteps, not just on the good days, but also in the bad days. That essence, that really is, is the essence of discipleship. So what I'm saying to you is, you know, asking is good. I'm not saying don't ask. And, uh, and even by asking, by doing prepared petition, it's an expression of your faith that you make, that, that you make those petitions. So, so a prayer of petition is good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to get what you're looking for, because what you're looking for may not necessarily be what, what you truly need in order to live a good Christian life. And then I'd just like to conclude with two points and then I'll be quiet, okay? The, the, second, the second last one is, you know, people come to confession to me all the time and say, Father, oh, Father, Father, I, 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 I pray all the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm so distracted in my prayer, okay? I, so distracted. And I smile to myself because uh, I am sort of the king of distractions myself. In other, in, in other words, I have a very difficult time concentrating on prayer, so, so much so that uh, sometimes I just almost want to give up. But the very fact that you, that you or me or whoever, it's distraction is part and parcel, especially the world in which we live in today, it's part and parcel of life. So the very fact that you put the time in that you use that time in order to try and communicate with God, that in itself, that in itself is a prayer, okay? And always keep that in mind. And the last point, which I was going to make, I've already forgotten, so you may, you may forget about that right now, but, but truly uh, prayer is part and parcel of who we are. And your prayer first and foremost is a prayer of gratitude for God's special blessing for all of us. Actually, I will, I will conclude with the fact that I picked up the paper this morning and I always look at the obituaries. And an individual that I married here in this church about 10 years ago, uh, he was probably maybe 50 years of age, but a very, very nice man with a very nice lady. And, uh, but he was a prisoner in St. Margaret Mary. She was a prisoner here. I looked at the paper this morning and I saw his his obituary and his funeral service is at St. Mary Magdalene tomorrow. So it's just, it's a reminder, to, and I know he hadn't been sick, so it's a reminder that life is a gift. Appreciate the life that you're giving, given and thank God for it each and every day.